Good evening, we'd like to welcome audiences to episode 14 of Alki, the gamified music improvisation podcast recorded right here in Shrewsbury, UK. I'm Benedict, and joining me as always is the prolific multi-instrumentalist and music producer, Andy Lowe. Hello. Hello, Andy. And joining us on the podcast this evening are two musicians who've both featured in earlier episodes, so you may recognise their playing as well as their voices. Sam Franks is our first. Hi, Sam. Hello. And what will you be playing tonight? I'll be playing the trombone. Let's hear a little bit. (laughs) Excellent. Wow. Uh, Any particular highlights from the last time that you came (laughs) and recorded with us? Uh, Being able to play the cowbell. That was was a good time. Just one of the many opportunities that we're able to provide here on the Alki podcast. But of course, Sam, since then, you've become enrolled at a new music school. Uh, Cheatham School of Music. Excellent. And how are you finding it? It's been great, actually, so far. There's loads of opportunity there for music that I wouldn't have got here at home. So it's been great that I can go there now. Although, sadly, your studies there got cut short, didn't they, this yeah. year? Yeah. Gutting. Another COVID curtailing there. Is there anything that it can't ruin? And next, of course, we have the wonderful Andrew Farrow. Glad to be back. What are you going to be playing tonight, Andrew? Uh, I'm back on the trumpet and I think an egg shaker at one point I'm going to be playing. Well, thank you, Andrew Farrow. Can we hear a bit of your trumpet, please? Uh, Absolutely. Wow. That's an introduction. (laughs) Yeah, that plays any time I enter a room (laughs) Very good And just reminders, what do you usually play? Normally, I'm I'm mainly a trumpeter um, But I dabble in I I played bass at one point in my life, I think um, And keys and various other things I've known Andrew for a while And we actually co-run a youth gospel choir Or have done That's another thing that sadly um, got cut short in fact, we were two weeks away from our final farewell concert with the choir, and it didn't happen because of uh, lockdown coming in. Yeah, we had to cut it short. It was gutting. Yes, three choir boys I'm joined by tonight. We'll do a, a barbershop quartet. We will. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. So let's get the improvisation ball rolling tonight with a traditional Alki three-note jam. Now, Andy, what can you tell us about this jam? Those of you who are regular listeners of the podcast will know all about this. We're going to roll our musicians' dice. They're going to give us three random notes, and then we have to start the jam using only those notes, although we're allowed to add more as the jam develops. Excellent. So what instruments are we all going to be playing on this one? How about you, Andy? I'll be on the saxophone for this one. And how about Sam? I'll be playing the trombone. Excellent. And Andrew? Uh, I'm going to be on the B-flat trumpets. I'm probably going to add a harmon mute as well. Excellent. What's a harmon mute? It's, oh, crikey. Um, It is a type of mute. So it it goes in the end of the trumpet and essentially makes it quieter. Um, And you can put your hand over the edge and it kind of makes a sort of wah-wah sound. Ah. Okie doke. And I'm going to be playing the synth section of my Nord, which sounds a bit like this. Okie doke. So for this three-note jam, we're going to be rolling our three 12-sided musician's dice, which have 
musical notes on the 12 faces instead of numbers, and we're going to be asking our guest, Andrew Farrow, please, to roll the three dice and tell us what they are. Absolutely. Okay, we have a F sharp, D sharp, and B. F sharp. Uh, is it D sharp? D sharp. And a B. Okie doke. It's a B major. <laughs> right, well, in that case, Sam, if you would like to start this one off, please. Wait for me to transpose those notes onto saxophone before we start, because that's going to take a minute. But it's just a B major triad, which means a G sharp major triad. A flat, A flat major for me. In fact, do all of you brass guys, all you brass section, all need to transpose for this? Oh, joke. Okay. And saxophone is woodwind. Now, I've often wondered about this because a saxophone is quite at home in a brass section. So mm. what's the deal with that, Andy Lowe? Well, a saxophone has a reed, which is why it's a woodwind instrument. And actually, saxophones are famed for their ability to blend well in any kind of ensemble. Mm. And the only reason that they didn't become an instant success in the orchestra is because they were so good, other instrument makers were scared of being put out of business <laughs> and created a targeted smear campaign against the saxophone. Fascinating, if true. Wait, seriously? Yeah, that's true. That's why, I mean, there were, <laughs> back in the 19th century, conservatoires were like dead against saxophone. If a student turned up with a saxophone, they could get kicked out because it had this reputation for being a, a, a kind of comical, seedy instrument, something only crass, juvenile clowns of musicians <laughs> would play. But that whole reputation was totally manufactured by the uh, ma manufacturers of other instruments who felt threatened by it. Mm, well, would it be fair to say anyone who doesn't play a saxophone is a dreadful Luddite? <clears throat> Okay, Sam, when you're ready. Thank you. 
I haven't ever heard that combination of instruments before. It was like a horn section plus a really rich synth, and, <laughs> but no percussion. And that's, yeah, quite unique. Well, my choice to use a synth in there was simply because I want to be part of the, the brass ensemble that we have here. I know the saxophone isn't a brass instrument, apparently, so you insist. It looks like one. But we were a sort of brass quartet then. Mm. We, were, we were a horn section. There you go. Oh, yeah. Is that what you can all be counted as, horns? I mean, in sort of uh, 60s, 70s, 80s kind of music, y- y- you would have trombone, trumpet, sax, and that would be considered to be the horn section. Mm. Um, so we can almost call ourselves that, I suppose. Yes. And Andy Lowe, you're happy to be called a horn, are you? <laughs> yeah, you can call a sax a horn. Mm. In, that, in that colloquial sense, mm. in that like Charlie Parker would have called his sax a horn. So as we started off there, I thought that the way the trombone began and everyone else kind of joined in, I thought that we all had a slightly different idea of what the beat was, even though we were all in, in the same time. Um, I think it, it was really interesting how we eventually all locked together. What do you think, Sam? You could say that we were all using polyrhythms and just use that as an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's what I was doing. <clears throat> yeah, same. Just doing a polyrhythm. It's quite fun that. I mean, you get used to listening to music that's so quantized and so on the grid. So to have something that's that's loose. And th- there was that sort of fluctuation as we went through it as well. Mm. There were definitely times where without a drummer keeping us together, the the beat became a bit loose. But then there were other times where we felt really synced together. I mean, I suppose when there is no percussionists, there's always, you know, one of us will kind of sink into the role of keeping the beat, if you would. Uh, so I noticed at, at least at one point in that one of us was just bopping along as a pa 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 type thing, yeah. and I kind of um, I fell into the role of bass during that because obviously the synth can cover the whole range, and I had the whole lower register to myself. I noticed because <laughs> all of you guys were all in the kind of the the mid to upper. So we started with a major triad, and then we finished in a minor key. <laughs> there was definitely. 
I think then you instigated the addition of a flat seventh. <laughs> and then from there, it was a very quick move to a flat third. And then the rest of the jam was sort of... I mean, I was playing around sometimes putting the major third back in, but it, it felt like the gravity mm. pulled us into the into a B minor where we'd started in, at a B major. Some amazing special effects I heard towards the end there from the trumpet. Well, Andy started growling, so I thought I might as well join in. <laughs> I looked up, and Andrew had sort of taken a step back and was poised, <laughs> ready for some blast. And I was like, I'm going to beat him to it. And I, so I, I let rip. And he opened the growling door, so I just kind of <laughs> stepped through. I actually didn't notice it was the saxophone. When, when there's all the instruments together, I can't tell who's playing what unless I'm actually... Blends quite nicely. Yes. It does blend very well. <laughs> Excellent. Okie doke. So the second jam of the night is going to be a trigger cards jam. Andy Lowe, could you tell us what this jam involves, please? Well, we have some rather attractive bright orange cards with words and pictures on, which will give us instructions. Each musician will have one of these cards. It'll be a secret, so the other musicians won't know what's coming. And at any time in the jam we like, we can play our card, showing it to everyone else uh, to, you know, surprising effect. Very good. So we all have to follow the instruction on the card when it's triggered. And what are we all going to be playing for this one? How about you, Andrew? Uh, I'm going to be back on the B-flat trumpet. Very good. And how about Sam? I'm going to be playing my trombone again. And Andy Lowe. Now, I've switched onto the electric guitar. And today I've remembered to bring with me my foot switch and wah pedal for quick switching of sounds, uh, which could be handy depending on which cards come out. Excellent. So we'll have a wah pedal on this jam, maybe. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see what's on the cards. <laughs> Very good. And I'm just going to be using the uh, the piano on the Nord. Without further ado, Andy Lowe, would you please distribute those cards? With pleasure. Okay. So, basically, just come, come and get one. Okay, and who's going to be starting this one? I'm going to lead this one off. Okie doke, so thank you when you're ready, Andy. Thank 
30 seconds of that it kind of i don't want to say spiraled into madness but more spiraled up into tonality i think it descended into a sort of pompous regal pageantry god save the queen yeah well goodness um all because of a certain sam franks (laughs) yeah i had no idea how the trigger card was supposed to work so i pointed at andrew and started playing a fanfare because that's what trumpets do best what (laughs) card was it that you had i had mimic another player Oh, so you were trying to imitate a trumpet player. I was. And I, my mimicry was to try and copy what you were doing. So it went full circle. Mm. I felt that, that brought some much needed cohesion mm. to the music because by that point, I mean, honestly, for most of that, it felt like we were stumbling through yeah. trying to find something to latch onto. Right. So, so it kind of started off in the way that a lot of these jams begin. You, you don't exactly know what the what the kind of the flavour of the jam is going to be. So you're kind of tentatively waiting for something to happen that you can latch onto. And I suppose that's where the cards all came in. Uh, My first card that I did was the change key card, which (laughs) brilliantly nobody really seemed to choose a key. I I didn't notice a specific kind of key change. I thought Andy was going up one or going to major. I can't remember. I was trying to take us... I didn't change abruptly... I was trying to go through a progression, so we sort of in D minor, and I and I went to C and then F and then B flat, um, and I thought you know that that makes sense. It should be kind of a musical event rather than <laughs> lots of changes of key. Uh, yeah, um, but then it's just impossible to communicate what you're doing mm. to everyone else at the same time. Yeah. And as you came in pretty thunderously, as I sort of felt, oh, we've arrived in B flat. Um, there was a very loud sort of piano chord that very clearly wasn't B flat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I suppose you know we, as we always say, you know who is leading the jam. It's not the one who's playing the kind of the the lead melody or anything. It is simply the person that everyone follows. Yes, and <laughs> so actually, 
Was that you trying to change key? No, I was trying to follow somebody because there was, I, I didn't just... <laughs> I didn't imagine that. Was, was it a case of Andy was leading us? I was following Andy. Sam was following me, and you were following Sam, and you go sort of, sort of about four toes behind so. each other. I hope so. Yes. <laughs> so what was the next card? We had change key, and, and then, then it was mine. Uh, I held up a tonal yes. because I had enough of that, and I was like, "That's <laughs> there's something about that card, you know, because." There's a 25% chance of each of these cards coming out, and I'm sure we get a tonal every time. <laughs> Well, it, it was a particularly beautiful period of atonality. Um, <laughs> I think I was quite glad that we got the atonal there because I think I'd already started being a bit atonal. I mean, then. it's quite an easy card, with the, with the exception of the chaos card, to to kind of fall into. It's like, eh, stuff everybody else. I'm going to play my own thing. Actually, I think you could hear this in the music that when the eternal card gets played, it's almost like we breathe a sigh of relief <laughs> and just start going, "Oh, I can play anything now." Mm. And then, of course, you did um, softer. Yeah, my card was softer, so we just brought the level right down. I'll be perfectly honest, I didn't notice you holding that card up. Oh. So I just kind of carried on normally. <laughs> ah. Oh, well. Did like, you not Great, notice? everybody's uh, stepping aside so I can play something. Oh, 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 dear. Oh, well, it's all right. And then, yes, then it rounded off with... Um, Glorious fanfare. Yes, like a march. <laughs> Pomp and circumstance. Yes, Excellent. So for this next jam, we have provided trumpeter Andrew Farrow with a copy of what newspaper is that? Uh, This is, oh, whoops, uh, the Shropshire Star. Okie doke. And for this jam, Inspiriodical, we're going to be asking Andrew Farrow to find a suitable and appropriate headline from somewhere in the newspaper, which trombonist Sam Franks is going to use as inspiration for this next jam, Inspiriodical. Was that find an appropriate article or find inappropriate article? <laughs> I can do both. This is one of the uncertainties that we look forward to here on the Alki podcast. Over to you, Andrew. Okay, let's have a look. Um, right. Uh, okay, so the first one I can see, uh, there's exciting future or costly white elephant of travel. All right, there you go. Um, there is the perfection of the seaside holiday. Uh, or, which is my personal favourite, um, why don't players touch their toes during exercise? Ah. It's a very important uh, question for a modern-day newspaper, apparently. Thank you. Could you tell us what that headline is one more time, Andrew? Okay. Let's see. Why don't players touch their toes during exercise? I have no idea, but we're going to find out in a <laughs> musical form. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely answered. What are we all going to be playing for this jam? Andrew Farrow, are you going to be using any unusual mutes this time? Uh, no, although I've moved on to a D trumpet instead oh. of the standard B flat. Oh my goodness, so many trumpets. And Sam, you're on the... the... Boring old trombone. <laughs> Thank you. And Andy Lowe, I can see you've got something exciting prepared over there. Yeah, well, I'm taking a leaf out of your book, really, Benedict. I'm using a sample library. Ah. This one is the Cineperk. It's Cinesample's uh, Orchestral Percussion Library, which has got some fantastic sounds in it. Um, I've assembled a few of the slightly more obscure ones. Um, so I, I can just play you some of the sounds that I might be using. Um, I have some anklungs. Some circle bells.
Which have the same sort of sound as a grandfather clock chiming. Ah, yes. Are you allowed to say grandfather clock? Is it grand person? <laughs> grand person clock? Grandparent clock. Grandparent clock. I have a, a kind of a drum tambourine thing called a reek. Oh, yes. And finally, in case we take a comedic turn, some car horns. And these are all percussion sounds that you're playing on your laptop through a keyboard. That's right, yes. I'm using a MIDI keyboard and the laptop is actually the the hub that's producing the sounds. Very good. And I'm also using a laptop with a MIDI keyboard and I'm going to be using this instrument. Which, come on brass players, what instrument is that? A sousaphone. It sounds like it, but isn't. A big tuba. It is a contrabass tuba. Contrabass tuba. Of course those exist. It's not actually the deepest instrument in the orchestra. It's not even the deepest brass instrument. That's actually the contrabass trombone. Huh. It's got two slides. Seriously? Is it? Yeah. Wow. Well, one on the top, one on the bottom. At the same time? Like two here, and you move them at the same time, yeah. Wow. And I'll be using this contrabass tuba sample from the Vienna Symphonic Library. Okie doke. Okay, Sam, so you have your headline. Please take it away. Do you need to hear the headline again? Why don't, why don't players touch their toes during exercise? say i argue that there's no it's not about any genre isn't it? it's improvisation but it's not jazz it doesn't have to we've got no commitment to any particular style well we're really putting our money where our mouth is with that aren't we yes we do free improvisation and unfortunately being free means that we also have to take the 
Um, what what would you describe that as? I mean, it's similar to the previous one. Ugh. Pompous. <laughs> I mean, I, I apologise for having sort of forced that one down a rather specific alley. <laughs> um, it, it did have the opportunity to veer away from that, but no. I have... Something you've I mean, got to get against brass bands, Benedict. No, no. I, I think be, be, bear in mind you're outnumbered here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm very much enjoying the opportunity to um, experience a kind of a... Uh, a kind of a, a vicarious brass band experience. I found it funny how quickly I went from these car horns are just there on the side <laughs> and I probably won't use them, but just in case, to, oh yeah, I definitely need to use the car horns for this. I mean, that first one completely took me by surprise. <laughs> <laughs> like, pam. I mean, I tried I, I tried to veer it off the, the brass band route about halfway through because I tried doing a little bit of chromaticism there. Um but well wasn't enough wasn't not, enough it's too not allowed. too late <laughs> can't do that it was too strong so did we find out why players don't touch their toes when they exercise that was the answer uh, <laughs> i think it's great it conjures up the image doesn't it of a lot of people i imagine in sort of victorian beachwear doing <laughs> uh slightly unsynchronized exercises touching your toes and while some Mustachioed Mr. Motivator. <laughs> Mustachioed Mr. Motivator. On a penny farthing. Straw. <laughs> yeah, right up and down on his, on his penny farthing, shouting instructions at them. I mean, certainly for the first half of that, I was looking around and everybody was like, are we actually going to do this? Are we, are we going with this? <laughs> I'm just wondering if, like, in years to come, we'll look back and do you remember that episode? <laughs> oh, yeah. Brass band episode. That episode. <laughs> It's great to have episodes. In all fairness, you, you, you put two brass players in the same room together. That, that, that does just kind of happen. Well, I, w- I was expecting we'd have lots of jazz funk sort of jams. Yes. <laughs> haven't gone there yet. No, no, this is a delightful departure from our expectations. Is that, is that, is that a hint, Andy? Oh, no, not at all. I wouldn't want to influence their creativity unduly. Excellent. So what music have we all been listening to this week? Andy Lowe, how about you? I discovered... Kate Arnold this week, who describes herself as a musician, composer, and electro-medievalist. Oh my goodness. She plays, among other things, the hammered dulcimer, um, but combines her instrumental playing and singing with electronic looping techniques and and processing. Um, So I discovered her EP, which came out earlier this year, called Rota Fortune 1. There is a volume two scheduled for release as well. And it's it's fantastic, really. Sort of folk sound, yeah, medieval inspired, uh, but you can tell there's that sort of electronic processing involved. Mm. It takes it out of that era, makes it something very modern. I've got I've got to ask, what is a what what what, what that um the instrument that she played? A hammered dulcimer. What is that? It's a string instrument. So imagine strings uh, across a soundboard, which is normally I think a bit curved. And you literally hit the strings with hammers. Interesting. Okay, what kind of what kind of sound does that get? Think of a, a harpsichord, but instead of the strings being plucked, they're thwacked. Okay. Yep. No, that that that, that actually makes sense. Okie doke. Yeah, that sounds interesting. A hammer dulcimo probably goes very well with arpeggiated techno. Okay, Andrew, how about you? Uh, well, I've recently discovered the wondrous world of Hamilton. Ah. Uh, I'm, a li- I'm, I'm a little late to the hype train on that one. Uh, I'm, I'm aware, but uh, no, I'm really, really enjoying the musical. It's it's very different. It's nothing like 
any sort of standard musicals you I, I, I've listened to before. Um, uh, I've never listened to a hip hop musical, to be honest. Uh, no, but I'm really, really enjoying it. <laughs> yes, we discussed Hamilton at great length only a few episodes ago. But yeah, what's your favourite track? What's my favourite? Tra- oh, crikey! Don't ask me that. There's too many. Um, I've got to think. Uh, either the room where it happens is is one of my favourites, um, or Guns and Ships, which is the the the. Um, Lafayette, he he raps incredibly quickly in that. I actually challenged Andy to rap um, Lafayette's bits in in that song, uh, which he did superbly. I've got to say, I took that horse by the reins, making red coats redder with bloodstains. And I'm never going to stop until I make a drop of burning up and scatter the remains of Lafayette. Excellent. Do you think musicals will ever be the same again after Hamilton, being that it's kind of inspired a whole new generation's interest in that? genre of entertainment you know what i'm not really sure but i'm really excited to see what sort of comes next especially what uh, lin-manuel Miranda writes next so i know he's mm. working on some some more stuff oh. uh, and I'm, I'm really really excited to see what that is so i've also been listening to a musical um it's one that came out around christmas it had a cinematic release it's um andrew lloyd webber's meowster piece oh. it's cats Oh my goodness, the most divisive uh, piece of cinema ever to be released. It's such a, a bizarre kind of um, car crash of a idea because it's obviously a group of poems that were adapted into a musical badly and then adapted from a stage musical into a movie badly and um, nothing about it makes any sense. And it's got so many moments of just utter weirdness and it's incredibly memorable and catchy and the songs stay in your head and the songs are awful oh but so brilliant well yeah (laughs) i wouldn't say the songs are awful by any stretch i mean memories is i think overdone but it's a good song there's some great i think there's some great writing in cats (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh, seriously but uh, yeah and of course the best song in it wasn't actually in the musical originally. That was written... Uh, the song Beautiful Ghosts was written just for the movie. So really? people who go to see the stage musical based on how much they love the film won't find that song featured in the stage musical. Maybe they'll find a way to incorporate it in the stage musical. Well, I wonder. Right, so... Controversy in the Alki studio. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, Sam, what have you been listening to this week? So, I've been making myself very busy over this lockdown by playing lots of video games, one in particular called Undertale. Now, this this game is very much in the style of 80s video games, and it's an anti-RPG role-playing game. So, this game was made by one guy called Toby Fox. He made the whole game and wrote all of the music for it. And it's all very, it's all in MIDI notes and everything. (laughs) Chip tunes. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Um, And I took this music because I liked it so much and I put it into a trombone arrangement for four trombones and hopefully we'll be playing that at school next year. Oh, fantastic. Wow, because you've discovered it from this game. Yeah. Wow, The question is, Sam, are you a pacifist? Um, Unfortunately, I had to wipe my laptop a while ago, so all the data from my game has gone. Gutting. So yeah, I completed I completed the pacifist, and I was halfway through genocide. Okay. I assume that's an in joke. I've got no idea what they're on about. I don't know. (laughs) The whole idea of the game is that you 
it's an RPG, but you never have to kill an enemy. Sounds awful. Sounds rubbish. Boring. But you can choose to if you want to. Yeah, choose That's... to. Probably, probably better if you kill people. It's a lot harder if you kill every enemy. I'll tell you that. Mm, wise words. What well, we've all learned right. something today. <laughs> Loving this ethical debate in a in a music podcast. Excellent. So next up, we're going to be doing a snippets jam, which Andy Lowe is going to tell us all about. So in this jam, we're going to be inspired by a tiny fragment of someone else's music. It's going to be the stimulus to kick off our idea for this jam. So. Today, we're using a snippet from a very recently released EP by the band Nerdle. <laughs> Nerdle is a funk trio comprising Joe Northwood, Tom Berg, and Paolo Adamo. And we've selected the track from their uh, self-titled EP called Peanut Butter Dreams. So, I have randomly selected using an algorithm. A specific second from this track that we will play and then begin a jam based on what we've heard. And the algorithm is Google random number generator. Basically. That's yeah. Right. So I'm going to activate the random number generator. Oh. The number's 51, which means we're going to hear the 51st second of the tune. Very good. So next we're going to listen to an extended excerpt of the song Peanut Butter Dreams by Nerdle. Excellent. Okie doke. So, what are we all going to be playing on this one? How about you, Andy? I've picked up the bass, uh, which might oh. be a first for me on the podcast. Yes, it is. Yes. A welcome sight. That looks to me like a five-string bass. It is. Whether I'll actually use the fifth string or not <laughs> is questionable. What is the tuning of the fifth string on there? It's a B. So, uh, it's a lower fifth string as opposed to a higher one. Okie doke. How about you, Sam? I'm going to be playing the trombone. Very good. And what about Andrew? Um, I'm back on the B-flat trumpets. I might add a mute, depending on what the clip sounds like. Very good. Okay, and I'll be playing this 8DO contact library, Blackbird, which I'll be doing on the keyboard. Um, using finger drumming. So... Okay, here comes our snippet. Thank you. 
something a little bit more straight down the line funk wasn't it yeah, it's, a, it's a rock band isn't it once you've got a bass guitar and a drum kit anything else over the top doesn't matter rock band it didn't throw in the same interesting surprises that the last few jams have well um yeah bass solo there from andy Lowe. <laughs> yeah well i i kind of sort of felt like everyone else just dropped out and i, I thought well i better carry on <laughs> <laughs> yes um was there a particular part of the the snippet that you were you were trying to imitate? Well, there wasn't much in there, like note wise, which I could I could. It's like two from. notes, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, so I, I vaguely remember there being something close to that interval. That's the risk we run with a randomly selected snippet, but that might well be the last time I attempt finger drumming. It's difficult with uh, with the kick and the snare; they're the hardest parts of doing drumming. And they are basically Pretty much all. <laughs> the core of the yeah, sound. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I've got an app which is you know, supposed to teach you finger drumming oh. um, on any controller. And it's one of those things, it's like there's enough people doing it for it to be a thing that's recognised. <clears throat> but you can't just like look online for a finger drumming teacher's and do a finger drumming course and do grade five finger drumming, there's always an element of you have to make up your own style and method. 
Okay, so on to the final jam of the night. This one is called the Rotary Jam. So the way we do this jam is that only two musicians are playing at the same time, even though there's four of us. And we're kind of in a circle. And as the first musician starts, the next one will join in, followed by a third, at which point the first musician drops out. Then as the fourth comes in, the second musician drops out. And we go round the circle like that. So when the musicians have dropped out on their main instrument, they're allowed to keep going using a percussion instrument. So it involves swapping instruments mid-jam between your main instrument and your percussion instrument. Okie doke. So for this jam, I'm going to be using this steel drum sound. As my main instrument, that's 8DO's steel drum contact library. And I've also got this percussion instrument. It's a biscuit tin. Another metallic sounding instrument that actually goes quite well with the steel drum. Andy Lowe, what are you going to be playing? Well, I'll be back on the alto sax for my main instrument and my Backup will be the tambourine. Excellent. How about Sam? For my main instrument, I'll be playing my trombone again, and for my percussion, I'll be playing some rice in a bottle. Oh, is that something you've created yourself? Uh, yeah, many years ago. Wow, can we just hear a blast of that? Excellent. Okay, Andrew Farrow, what are you going to be playing on this one? Uh, I'm going to be back on the B-flat trumpet, but I won't be using any mutes this time because my mutes are now essentially percussion instruments, and I'm going to be playing them like a drum set. Wow, well that sounds intriguing. Can we just hear a blast? <laughs> okay, so so what are you hitting your mutes with there? Um, some pens I found in my pocket. <laughs> wow, brilliant. Absolutely anything can be a percussion instrument if you've got the right pens. Now, you're going to be starting this one off, Andrew. We don't have any jumping off points, so it's entirely up to you how you want to begin, using your trumpet, and then I will join in with you shortly after. Um, I'm going to be nice to myself and start off in B-flat. Yes. Major. B-flat major. Okay, when you're ready... Thank you. 
tight at the ending again mm. given no one really knows when mm. it's going to finish yeah there was something quite boppy about that wasn't there yeah it sounded like marching band <laughs> sort of uh, carnival <laughs> oh no not it's again. back <laughs> yes I don't know whether I accidentally made a mistake there mm. I seem to be playing the steel drum for a very long time I don't know whether I missed my time to drop out or anything um, don't think so I didn't notice I, I'm, I'm not sure oh well okay fine <laughs> I think it's all I think it all worked. I think we all kept to the rules. Uh, yes, there was that kind of moment where it kind of went into dyads almost with you mm. two. I was thinking that and yeah, the jam yeah. incorporated the dyads jam. I was what was funny about that. I was trying to just go up chromatically, just start to build like a rising tension by going up a semitone at a time. And then when I got to G sharp, my key was stuck. Oh. <laughs> like I couldn't play G sharp and I had to skip it and go straight away. Oh. But that was yeah, that was a really nice little break away from the groove so so i'm a little bit upset um i'm there's a uh what do you call it exercise workbook for trumpet sam will know it it's called the arban um and essentially just full of exercise to make your lip stronger to make you a better player essentially recently i've been doing uh, I, I, I don't know what they're called um but it's essentially where you go da 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 um, but obviously on a trumpet, and and well, I try, I tried, tried being the operative word to incorporate a bit of that into that, but well, failed epically. I think is the only way of putting it. <laughs> oh, I don't think so. I think that your attempt elevated the whole track. Oh, thank you very much. That makes one of us. <laughs> <laughs> Okie doke. Well, we're almost at the end of the show, but first, we're going to just ask everyone what was your favourite jam of the night. There's a question. So we've had. A three-note jam, a trigger cards jam, Inspiriodical, Snippets, and the Rotary Jam that we just finished with. So I think for myself, I'm not quite sure whether it's the... Was it the first and the second that both had those kind of sort of um, spontaneous brass band moments? 
And I know the trigger cards jam the very definitely second did. and the third, I think. Yeah. The second and the third. One of those two, because that's something that doesn't happen too often here on the Aoki podcast. Yeah, I think I think the trigger cards has got to be my favourite one, because it was, it was oh, I don't want to say shaky, but uh, very atonal for a lot of it, mm. uh, until we get to the end and, uh, well, a brass band magically appeared in the room. Yes. My favourite was the Inspiriodical jam, purely because trying to figure out how why athletes don't touch their toes <laughs> is quite hard. And I got to use a car horn, <laughs> so I enjoyed that one. I think my favourite jam was actually that last one, the Rotary jam. I think it, it was really fun. I I just I love shaking a tambourine. Um, mm. I love the um, you know the fun um, tunes we were coming up with and, and the. The way the um, the horns were working together and the steel drum sound mm. had a summery, sunny sort of vibe. Yes. But it had that, you know, at least one moment where we deviated and we, we brought a, a significant change into it. I, I actually found that jam quite difficult, try, trying to move between playing lyrical stuff on a trumpet to playing rhythm stuff on well, ah. a percussion instrument. Uh, having having to try and slot in a rhythm that fits with a what the whether the rhythm wavers yeah there fluctuates you go. it fl- fluctuates there you go um trying to slot in with a rhythm with a with a, with, a, with a ensemble that's fluctuating in speed yes excellent thank you And that concludes episode 14 of Alki, the gamified music improvisation podcast recorded right here in Shrewsbury, UK. We'd like to thank our brass band tonight, <laughs> Sam Franks. Thank you for having me on. Thank you. And Andrew Farrow. Uh, thank you. It's been great fun. Thank you. We'd also like to thank Nerdle for the use of their track Peanut Butter Dreams and their eponymous debut EP is now available. If you've enjoyed what you've heard tonight and you'd like to hear more, why not subscribe to the Alki podcast on iTunes, Spotify or Google Podcasts. If you'd like to keep abreast of Alki-related goings-on, why not follow Alki on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook? I'm Andy Lowe. I'm Benedict. Good night. <laughs>